0: Many thanks to the One Trust team for their support. So, the year is 1997, and Doug Cutting started writing the first version of Lucene. A full text search library. Now it took cutting only a couple months to have something useful but then he let his work sit and for three years it sat on his hard drive. Now this work would form the basis of what we know as big data as the ability to store and retrieve massive amounts of data but for three years it just sat there. And in 2000, he finally got sick of having it sit and burn a hole in his hard drive, if you will. So he open-sourced it. This would change the course of database software forever. And that's what we're gonna dive into today, the history of Hadoop, one of the most important developments for storing, processing, and retrieving big data in our lifetime. So stay tuned. Welcome to Rocketship.fm, the podcast where we explore startups from funding to growth, from culture to sales, and everything in between. I'm Michael Saka.
1: And I'm Joelle Goldman.
0: Now, we don't often think of search and and the technology behind search would one day help save lives, or, or maybe we do. I, I don't always associate it, but we're going to get there. We're, we're going to tell the story of how Hadoop is currently saving lives today. But first, we're going to go back to the beginning. So with the success of Cutting's first open source project. Through it, he meets Mike Caffarella, who would become his co-founder on Nutch, which is an open source search engine that crawls the web and indexes it. Now the crazy part is Google is developing a very, very similar technology. In fact, they're a bit farther ahead than Nutch and Cutting's open source version
2: within about a year we had it running on these five machines could could crawl you know a couple hundred million web pages a week um, that's Doug Cutting
0: from a talk he did a couple years ago about the early days of Nutch.
2: but while it was scalable in theory in practice it was really difficult Um, it was a it was a full-time job uh, to keep things running Uh, and uh, I had to be monitoring uh, the various drives on these five machines I think they each had four drives and uh, see how full they were and and, and start, you know, filling up new drives each time one filled um, and uh, watching the different stages of the processing, uh, making sure that, you know, they didn't fail, um, uh, and then once they'd all completed, you're know, kicking off the next uh, phase of the computation, uh, and it, it was it was just, a, 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 as I said, a full-time job to to monitor this. If we'd had a, another five nodes, it would have taken another person, probably, to, to keep it running. Um, uh So it it might have been scalable, but not very easily, and not, not, not inexpensively.
1: So right around this time, Google actually publishes two papers that will help solve a lot of the problems that they were facing. The first being on the Google File System, which helps to lay out a method for organizing a distributed file system so that it all operates as one single system, which was one of the major issues cutting was facing. And then the other was on MapReduce.
2: Uh, which provided uh, a, a mechanism for doing computation um, distributed over the data um, uh, in this, this kind of a file system, um, with the idea that you would send the computation out to run on a node uh, where the data was, was locally present, so you get um, good performance, but again uh, with a fault-tolerant mechanism, so that uh, if a machine failed, things would just run a little slower, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be, be totally stuck, um, you wouldn't even have to start over from scratch. It could, it could recover and, and keep things running. Um, and so I, I saw right away this would be a huge advantage. The, the actual way that they were um, partitioning work and the, the, the sort of the, the flow and the algorithms were pretty much identical to what we were already doing. Um, uh, so uh, it didn't take fundamental changes in the, in the way we had, had built Nutch. Um, what it provided was this general purpose platform that would take away all the, the busy work of keeping it running.
1: So, Cutting is really starting to see how much work is needed. He realized this would probably take them a decade working part-time on it to just get it to the point where they could actually open-source this software and it would be stable enough to run. Plus, they have the problem of not having enough data at their disposal in order to fully test this implementation.
0: So, we're going to find out what he does in order to bring Hadoop to the masses in just a second. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Now, back to the show. And this could have be the end of the road for a project like this. They could have just thrown in the towel and said, we're never going to be able to compete with Google. We're never going to get see that size data. But there was something interesting happening in the industry where Google was the leader and Yahoo is now trying to catch up. So I talked to Amir Awadala, who is an engineer at Yahoo at that time, about what was happening at Yahoo when they decided to bring Cutting On.
3: And I, I was there at Yahoo, I witnessed this, and saw this firsthand. Yahoo was not able to scale their web infrastructure, the web, the web search infrastructure for crawling the web and creating an index of the web. They were not able to scale the one they had, which came from Inctomy, was a company that Yahoo acquired. Uh, and they needed to build something new and they were thinking about going and doing their own implementation of MapReduce and, HD, and, uh, sorry, and GFS.
0: He's referring to Yahoo here who was looking into building their own proprietary software based on those two Google papers.
3: So they were thinking about going and doing their own implementation but then they saw Duck Cutting uh, out in the, in the open with another guy called Mike Caffarella building this thing called Hadoop which was already doing MapReduce and GFS concepts and was far along the way and uh, had a had a very active developer community so uh, Yahoo decided let's go hire Doug and let's uh, let's support the Hadoop project uh, and and make it make it a reality so uh, if Yahoo had not done that Hadoop would not exist today
0: so Yahoo not a company that we think of today as being on the front lines of innovation, but essential to our story at this time. So when Cutting comes on board Yahoo, NUTCH is still one project, but they're not interested in the search, they're interested in the distributed file system. So at this point, they break NUTCH and the file system off into two projects, and Doug Cutting names this new file system project after his son's nickname for his elephant when he was young he had a stuffed elephant named hadoop and so now cutting has the resources and the scale to be able to build out his full vision of what hadoop will eventually become so how much of a difference did this make at yahoo
3: i had i had some data processing pipelines that would take like nine hours And when I moved them to Hadoop, they would finish in five minutes. So, yeah, it was just, like, uh, mind-staggering, essentially.
1: And one of the interesting side effects that I don't think they really anticipated is that it could do everything from these line-of-business applications to spam filtering to personalizing display decisions on Yahoo's front page And really by the time Yahoo spun this out into a separate Hadoop-focused company in 2011, their entire infrastructure consisted of tens of thousands of nodes and hundreds of petabytes of storage, which is more than I can even really wrap my head around. But basically what happened is that they drastically expanded the amount of data and the amount of learnings that they could get from that data by migrating everything over to Hadoop's technology.
0: So now, thanks to Yahoo, Hadoop has matured to the point where companies of all sizes, especially large companies, can now use this software in a stable manner that they can rely on it, they can build their entire business upon it. So now we see the next phase in Hadoop's technology, which is where companies start to form around it.
4: Internally, we were uh, we were an early investor in a company called Cloudera.
0: Here's Vas Natarjan from Excel Ventures talking about the early formation of Cloudera that Amur Awadala was a co-founder of.
4: Um, Cloudera was born um, uh, actually in Excel's office, truth be told. Uh, the, the chief, you know, one of the heads of data from Facebook, his name was Jeff Hammerbacher, um, and he realized that um you know the companies that were nailing big data right were the consumer web companies, you know, the, the Facebooks, the Googles, the Yahoos of the world. Um, they had figured out how to store and manage and process all of this big data uh, well before uh, the rest of the market. Uh, and that was a need that they had to solve. That was a problem that they had to solve for themselves, um, obviously being web scale um, sort of at inception. Uh, and, and Jeff realized, you know, hey, um, this isn't just a consumer Internet issue in Silicon Valley. This is going to be a global Fortune 5000 issue. Uh, and so he started Cladera alongside uh, Amr Adwala and Mike, uh, and Mike Olson. Amr was uh, a, a leading technologist out of Yahoo. Uh, and Mike was uh, was our, our original um, head of business and CEO uh, and so he started Cloudera uh, uh, with the understanding that, hey, let's let's take all of this rich uh, web-scale technology uh, that we're seeing in, in the Valley and let's take that to the
3: masses.
0: And here's Amr, who was the entrepreneur in residence at Excel Ventures at the time when Cloudera was founded.
3: Uh, one of my co-founders, Jeff Hammerbacker from Facebook, he had uh, done the same thing at Facebook. He was uh, the first guy on the data science team at Facebook And he also has been uh, suffering with uh, data growing very quickly. He had adopted Hadoop and just saw how powerful it is. And then he also had left uh, Facebook and joined Excel Partner in 2008 as an EIR as well. So I got to meet Jeff, and then I and Jeff, we were going to go and and start a company uh, around us. Uh, But then uh, Excel uh, heard about these two other guys who were thinking about doing the exact same thing. And we were the... We were the only people in the whole world thinking about doing this, right? So uh, being, the, being the investor optimizers that they are, uh, they pointed out that, hey, you guys should talk together and see if you can join forces because it's much better to have one company uh, so early to lead the market as opposed to fighting over the market.
0: And their skill sets lended perfectly with each other. And so they, they kind of dated, they got to know each other, and it seemed like this was going to be a good fit.
3: So uh, we met with the other guys. They were Mike Olson, uh, my co-founder, and he's our current chairman. And uh, Mike Olson was at Oracle uh, before before that. He had sold his company, uh, Sleepy Cat, to Oracle. And then uh, Christoph Bishilia from Google. So uh, they were the two other guys.
0: And so if you ever get worn out or sick of hearing marketing terms like data science and big data, these are your guys to thank.
3: In fact, Jeff came up with the term data science. Like he, he made up that in October 2008, that's when we went in to Excel and we did the pitch. And uh, we were very uh, fortunate that Excel did fund us during that time because 2000, 2008, that's when the financial markets were melting down. It was horrible. <laughs> so, But despite that, they uh, they absolutely saw how big uh, the vision is and how big data can truly change the world. And by the way, it wasn't even called data back then. That the term the big data did not exist yet. Yeah, just like that.
0: In case you missed that last part, he said it was just called data back then. That's That's how early they were into the market that's how much influence they've had on the terminology since and why are we why are we talking about Cloudera right we were talking about Hadoop now Cloudera is is one of the leading commercial companies that is built on top of Hadoop Uh,
4: and so Cloudera today is um, the dominant commercial distribution of Hadoop uh, and more more importantly they've built a lot of important products and services around the Hadoop ecosystem uh, to allow companies to take advantage of the the underlying technology. And really represents Hadoop
0: being brought to the masses is the commercialization and the services that are built around Hadoop that make it what it is today and allow it to be used in the ways that it's being used today. And Not to mention, this is also where Doug Cutting is working today.
3: So, I mean, Doug Cutting himself now, he does work at uh, at Caldera, so he joined us about a year after we started the company, so he is uh, full-time with us.
1: So, Michael, we've mentioned some of the companies that use Hadoop today, like Twitter, Facebook, Yahoo, but who else is using it? When we talk about bringing it to the masses, what are some of the other implementations that we're seeing in the market now?
0: So when I talked to Amir, one of his examples were from the medical field, which was absolutely
3: mind-blowing. Uh, so Cerner, they're a very famous, they're a very large company, very famous in the medical software space. And using our platform, they built a predictive solution for uh, sepsis. So what is sepsis? When you go to have a surgery, during the surgery, they might cure you from whatever problem you had but then they might give you an infection in your bloodstream, and that's called sepsis. sepsis If you catch sepsis early, you can cure it very easily. But if you don't catch it, and you let the patient go home, it's almost impossible to cure, and the patient actually dies from that. Uh, So it's very important to catch it, but the problem is sometimes you're not sure whether it's happening or not. And uh, they they built a solution that uses Spark and does uh, predictive analytics, that collects the signals from the operation before during and after the patient uh, goes through the operation and can with very high accuracy predict this patient is going to suffer from sepsis don't let them go home and they they saved uh, hundreds of th- thousands of lives right now using this uh, using this
1: uh,
3: technology
0: and what's really so amazing about the story is this all started in you know a home in a bedroom where Doug cutting Imagined a better solution and started working towards a better solution for this big data problem. But big data at the time was was search. It was serving ads to customers, essentially. And now this same technology is the backbone for solutions that are saving people's lives, that are helping to detect medical conditions so that people can live longer. This is the power of technology. This is the power of big data. And this is the power of what Doug Cutting's vision for Hadoop has created. So stay tuned. Coming up this Sunday, we have the full interview with Amir. Tons of good insights there. He was early at Yahoo. He was one of the head engineers there while Hadoop was coming up and being implemented company-wide. And then he's co-founded Cloudera, one of the leading companies in the big data space. So you're not going to want to miss it. Huge thanks to Segment. Not only is it an incredible tool that I've used at almost every company that I've either worked at or started, but it's also an incredible team and people that we have rooted for and supported here at Rocketship.fm. So go to segment.com forward slash Rocketship to get a special offer just for Rocketship listeners, and it helps support the show. So... Definitely go check it out. I know it'll be something that you can use. So if you haven't yet, of course, subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're on iTunes, please especially leave us a review. It helps get the show more exposure. And so even just a quick five star rating bonus points, if you write a quick review of why you listen to us to check out the website and see any past episodes, interviews that you may have missed, go to Rocketship.fm. You can follow us on Instagram at Rocketship.fm, Twitter at Rocketship.fm. Follow me at Michael Saka and Joel at Joel Goldman. So have a great rest of your week. We'll see you back here on Sunday for more talks about data. <laughs> back.